I am making a podcast. Hello everyone, welcome to uh, what I'm calling Tales from the Magic Box, another film photography podcast to add to the plethora of film photography podcasts that are already out there. I'm out of breath because I've just basically run up a hill <sighs> and the wind is blowing. Now my test recording has showed that it should be okay, but we shall see. If you are listening to this, it was probably okay. Ah. So it's a lovely sunny Sunday evening. The sun is rapidly setting. I mean, my favourite place in the world. Uh, I'm Harry, and I've been wanting to do this for a while. I was a bit put off at first about making a podcast because there's so many out there and they're all so good and there's that many different topics covered and knowledgeable people talking about what they know and experiences they've had and I didn't think that I could do anything that would add to that or you know be quality enough to make it better really I I don't have access to a lot of high-tech equipment or guests what I do have is a beautiful place where I live and a passion for film photography so I finally plucked up the courage after listening to some of the other podcasts I listen to the um, negative positives podcast has these phoning camera reviews and people phone in and talk about them which I thought was a nice thing the um, Sutton Whitewash Pinhole podcast was recently an episode of that where he went to the well, he went out for World Pinhole Day and it was a the kind of style I liked and then the fine folks over at Sony 16 very recently did an episode where they went out and took pictures because the idea I've had is that like many YouTube videos my podcast would be outside taking pictures doing the process And one of the things that was putting me off was it's audio. No one's going to be able to see what I'm doing. But I don't have time or expense to make YouTube videos. And I like like listening to these things. So listening to those three recently has, has inspired me and said, yes, you can do this. Or you can at least try. Because if you don't try, then what's the point? So here I am. I'm with the sheep. <laughs> so the the plan is, I'm not going to do this every week because I would just be exhausted. My plan is to do series, maybe six to ten episodes in a series, and work through various different ideas in each one. I've been photographing for ten years. Started out digital and moved into film. And now 98% of what I photograph is on film. So I have a ton of cameras to play with. 
and, and, and lots to explore. Sorry, I'm just going to climb up this. One of the many reasons I wanted to do this and get into doing this is because I'm rubbish at taking notes. And uh, I may have found my composition, you know. And the only way I'm going to learn is by taking notes. So this is one way to do that. I can listen back to the episode, see what settings I've used, see what um, problems I've had, how I've met those problems, which is something I need to do to get better. Because I'm not, you know, I've been doing this for a while, but I'm still getting there. Still got a lot to learn. Yes, yes, I know. So this is one, hopefully this is one way I'm going to be able to do that. I'm going to be able to listen back to my own recordings and say, yeah, those are the settings I used. This worked or this didn't work. And use it as kind of a self-evaluation tool. So quite unplanned, I am setting up the camera. <laughs> and the sheep are not happy about it. They can, they can see me and they think I'm coming to get them. They're all looking at me. It's kind of creepy. I hadn't, I hadn't thought about this. I was, I, I've come. I live in West Yorkshire, in the beautiful Peak District National Park, or near it. And I planned today to just go for a walk and see what I could find. And what I found is a scene I've been looking at all my life that I've never really looked at before which is just a view down into the village where I grew up with some sheep in the foreground hopefully if they stay there and awkwardly for me the camera I've decided to start this experiment with is a 4x5 camera now I consider myself an experimental photographer or an experimental landscape photographer and one of the other things I like to do is build cameras so a lot of the episodes, hopefully a lot of the episodes I'll be doing, will be pinhole. Because I make quite a lot of pinhole cameras. Now, this one is not a pinhole camera. It is a 4x5 based on the Intrepid model, which I could not afford. I mean, I probably could afford it, but I'd have to save up and... That takes time and expense. But I'm quite handy. I like making things. So I decided I would just make one. Because I can. So I did. It took me a few weeks. I'll probably talk about it in more detail in later shows. If this takes off. But I did. I built one. It works. It's only been on a few test runs so far. But the th- the... the images I've managed to make with it have been pretty good. It could probably do with some refining but it's good enough for my purposes right now. So I've just set it up on a tripod (laughs) and the other awkward thing about this is I'm using a a a lens I've never, never used before. This is probably going to go horribly and I'm probably going to delete this episode because it's really windy 
Let's see what we can do. Can't see anything. I'm going to just pause for a minute. Alright, adjust the microphone so that it's on there. And I can use my coat as a, a thing. Rambling aside, I think this is going to turn out okay, you know. So one of the things I want to do with this show is, like I say, experiment and learn, but also explore. I want to use this as an opportunity to get out and try different things and look at different things and really make an effort to become better at this thing that I love. Amazingly, I think this is already in focus. Oh, close enough. So I've got good light. The sun is setting. I've got this lovely glow. Because I'm shooting 4x5, I'm only going to use one shot. So to break us into... My apologies. To break us into episode one, I'm going to do one shot. I've framed up. Now I'm going to meter the scene. This is going really well. Darkest bit of scene, probably down there. I'm shooting at ISO 100 on Ilford FP4. So it's already, look, it's already there. I'm going to shoot at F 22. I might, I don't know. What does this lens say it can do? I'm going to shoot it. Oh, oh! No, I'm not going to try that. You see what this lens I've got? I, it came and it doesn't have a. Um, oh, what's it called? A cable release thing. Somewhere you plug your cable release. I mean, it does have one, but the cable release doesn't work because it doesn't actually connect to anything. I realise this is probably not very interesting to listen to me rambling on. So what I have done, I have walked over a stile, and where I live those are pretty commonplace, and I've come across, like I say, a scene I've been looking at my entire life. It's looking down into the village, which is down in the valley. I framed up so that there's a little path in the foreground running into a tree, which then leads you to look into the valley with a bit of the sky and some cloud. The sun is sitting pretty rapidly, so I'm going to hurry this up. My film holder is in. I'm going to check the shutters fires. On half a second. It does. So dark slide out. Clock shutter. Half a second. Beautiful. Amazing.
So like I said, I'm shooting FP4. I'm shooting it at ISO 100, which I will then develop in XTOL at for at um, 11 minutes, 10 minutes. The time for one, two, five anyway. Because I like the ISO 100, but the uh, over contrastiness is, is quite nice. So I like to just give it that little bit longer just to let those shadows uh, build up a little bit. So FP4 one two five. Everything's going back in the back now. <laughs> this is going to be really dull if people are listening. And I do hope you, if you are listening, I do hope you uh, bear with me because I. This is only the first go at this. I realise it's probably not as interesting as some other people's podcasts, but with time and learning, it will get there. And breaking down this camera is so hard because I made the screw that holds the front standard on far too long. See, I wanted to design this thing so that it all folded up really flat, but after trial and error and all sorts of other things, it doesn't really fold up that flat. I'm going to put all these pictures up on the blog so that if anybody does actually watch this, they can see them. And I'll talk about what I was doing. So I shot that at f22 which is something I don't normally do because I wanted all of the detailing. I'm not usually one for sharpness, but this time I wanted to try and get as much in as I could. Uh, so that's why I chose that aperture. Half second is what my meter told me I would get the shadows to zone, which zone did I say? Zone four. Zone 3 is alright, but I like highlights to blow out a little bit. Gives me more density when I'm printing. Talking about printing. Because I've been doing this for 10 years, I have managed to build up quite a stock of equipment. And I do have a home darkroom, which is one of the things I want to try and do with this show, is put some printing darkroom developing stuff in there so hopefully this first episode will lend itself quite well to um, helping me figure out what to do next maybe I'll come out tomorrow morning and do episode 2 the plan for the podcast is definitely to explore different places but I thought I'd start with at least my local area for now and try different cameras, you know? I have lots of cameras and I want to try and use them all because I don't, they just kind of sit there looking gorgeous and I want to go out and learn. The main thing is I want to try things and being responsible for recording, editing and publishing something will help me stay focused and on track while I learn and develop as a photographer. Now that I'm not taking a picture, I realize I'm talking a lot more and I'm a lot more focused. on this, which is something I'm going to have to work on. <sighs> so after that rambling mess, 
I'm going to go home, put my feet up and relax. Ah. Interesting, isn't it, how you start with one thing in your mind. I mean, I thought I was going to walk for an hour or so before I found anything. Turn around, line of trees, dip in the ground. I would have preferred the highlights to be on the foreground a little bit, but spent too long faffing about, didn't get out quick enough. Which is a lesson I can learn. You know? Something to be said. I'll be able to listen to this and go, hmm, didn't sit out early enough. Faffed about too much. Could have got a better shot. Maybe wasted a sheet of FP4. One of the reasons I wanted to start this now, because I only have four sheets left. That's why I've got four shots loaded up. Four sheets left from a box of 25 and I reckon from that box two images were good in the development of this camera that I have built. And oh, the, as I'm walking back the light has opened up. The cloud that was in the way has moved and my entire foreground has lit up. But I'm not going back. I got what I got. I hope it's not underexposed. But if it is, then I'll figure something else out. Oh, I wonder if I could get that tree while I'm here. I wonder if I stand around looking at it. There's something to be said for um, evening walks. I realise that this is actually the first time I've taken this camera out for a proper walk at all. I mean, I've used it. I was out and photographed a old um, trailer wagon sort of thing not long ago. And that was okay. It was underexposed a little bit, but I was using a different lens. I've, I've been meaning to build this thing for years and years and years and I bought this lens and this lens was a Schneider something or other lens and it was good but when I'm metering I kind of like it when the cameras have the shutter speeds that's on my meter. I use a Pentax digital spot meter with the zone system stuck on the front with some sellotape and when it what I found was when I was using the Schneider lens I was metering and I wasn't getting quite the exposure I wanted because it it was either a third off or a third on basically and it was too much faff getting it where I wanted it right this was the quickest, oh there's a, there's a something over there, little bird twittering about in the bush. Right, lens out. F6.3, the sun is going rapidly. I'm going to lose all the light at this rate. So I've come across this tree, it's a birch tree, and it's gorgeous. I'm going to 
flip this round so it's in portrait orientation. Something I've discovered is that my new tripod and my homemade camera do not like each other. I'm going to have to work on fixing the tripod mount. So, let's open up this lens and see if we can focus this thing. It is wobbling around like you have no idea. Yeah, it's just not going to work. No, it's not going to work. I can't get it to be still. Hello, yeah, it could be. It's not very bright in here. The sun is, uh, I think the sun is too far gone. My focusing mechanism is literally a screw thread with a, a knurled nut attached to it. No, the light's gone. I'm not bothering. Too much faff, too much hassle. Not when the camera's this unstable. See, I made, I, I made this with the intention of... I made it so that I could just use it. And the tripod I had broke a few years ago and has been not reliable ever since and I bought a nice new Manfrotto element tripod recently and I've taken it out twice but I've taken it out with a pinhole camera and a Bronica and I've been able to use Obviously they've got properly made, you know, tripod thread mounts on the bottom of them. Whereas this one, I had to very quickly machine using aluminium because the, the uh, lathe I was using, I was using for a very short amount of time and it was the last thing I built. So it's not very good. I do need to make a new one. I have got the, I have got the tap necessary to make a thread mount I've just not had chance but I might try and do it this week if I get the time because it's literally this is literally a <laughs> it's a big hole it's a it's a hole the size of the old tripod mounts if I had an older tripod it would be fine and it fits a It's like a, it's a thread adapter, a thread adapter, that's it for quarter inch to three eighths, and that's what I've got. I've got a load of them because years ago when I was building pinhole cameras, that's what I could get. So now I've got this tap, I can tap my own, I've just not had the time in and amongst other things. So maybe... I should spend a bit of time this week and produce myself a new tripod mount. The other thing I could do is buy another release plate and make that a permanent fixture on the bottom of the 
yeah that might be a better idea I could screw it on or something because the the camera's made of plywood like the Intrepid it's just entirely plywood so I could just buy a release plate or I could machine a release plate something that fits in that groove could be wood I suppose no I say it has to well no it could be wood hmm nice piece of oak run it on the router yeah that could work that could work just screw that to the bottom as long as it's the same size there's no reason that wind's picking up now so I've got one picture or one exposure I'm waiting on a new developing tank for 4x5 because all the ones I've been doing so far have been tray developed and it's been a nightmare and I hate it I've ordered myself a the Spearman Press SP-445 developing tank hopefully it'll be coming this week so I shall have images soon oh there's a baby magpie oh there's two baby magpies across the path oh they haven't even got wings yet hello I'm, I hope the sound of sheep in the background is not too distracting. This is just where I live. This is one of the reasons I like coming out so much. Because I live in the countryside and... A lot of the photographs I do are in the countryside. I suppose if you were going to classify me as something it would be landscape photographer. I do consider myself an experimental photographer. But landscape is, you know, 90% of what I do. But that's mainly for practice more than anything else. The last couple of years I've been devoted to learning correct exposure on film and printing, developing techniques. I found two that I really like and a developer I quite like. But I still like to try things out. Anyway, I think you've had enough of me rambling on mindlessly for one episode. I'm going to prepare some notes for the next one so that I have something more interesting to talk about and I'm also going to see if I can work out a solution to this tripod problem. So, thank you for listening to episode one, Tales from the Magic Box. I'll see you tomorrow, I suppose. Thank you so much for listening to Tales from the Magic Box. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Tales from the Magic Box. And don't forget to check out the blog, talesfromthemagicbox.home.blog.